Hey everybody, just a quick note before we get started. There is some adult content in this episode, so if you have little kids in the car, you put the earmuffs on them or get them out of the car, whatever you need to do. Yes. If you want to listen to this episode, if you're offended by curse words, adult language, etc. Just turn it off now. Yeah, go ahead and, and turn it off or save it for later. Also, by the way, uh, we're coming to a bunch of cities with some tour stops. If you go to theminimalist.com slash tour, we're starting with Boston, and then we'll be heading to other cities relatively soon. You can check that out there. All right, here is the episode dealing with critics. Enjoy. Enjoy. Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing that's just feeding your greed Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Minimalist Podcast, where we discuss what it means to live a meaningful life with less. My name is Joshua Fields Milburn. And I am Ryan Nicodemus, and together we are the Minimalists. Welcome to episode 55 of the Minimalist Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about critics. Yeah. Uh, dear critics, this episode Gotta is Gotta love for the you. critics. It's also for, for creators, though, because uh, so we had a documentary come out. You, Ryan, you and I have created a lot of stuff over the, la- over the last six years. When I say stuff, a lot of creations, not physical stuff necessarily. Although that's fine, too. If you're a creator, sometimes you create physical things. Uh, but you and I have created a lot. We've written a lot. We have three books uh, that are out there. We, we uh, put out a documentary last year in 2016 and went out in theaters, 400-plus theaters over the summer. We did a tour with that. We've also created a lot of live speaking uh, gigs with our TEDx talks. But then, Ryan, our documentary, it came out on Netflix on December 15th in several countries. And <laughs> I tell you, man, it is the best. We've gotten the best response out of everything we've created, the most positive heartwarming response from people. I don't even know what to do with all these positive responses. I don't know what to do with all these virtual hugs, right? <laughs> and, and we've just had so many people who have have really uh, embraced this documentary, this message. We've had millions, if not tens of millions of people at this point who have, have seen the documentary on Netflix, and the vast majority of the the feedback has been positive. Ryan, would you agree mm-hmm. that it's well over 90 99% positive? I mean, it's... Uh, we've. This has I've been, never received any. I've never received this much positive feedback in my life from anything we've ever done. Yeah, the the, the distant second would be everything that remains. So right. We we wrote this book called Everything that Remains. It was a memoir about five years of our lives transitioning from hoarders to minimalists, basically uh, suit and tie corporate guys to being minimalists. And we got a lot of positive feedback on that. But the positive feedback has been a, an overwhelming tidal wave on this. But of course, Ryan, with that overwhelming tidal wave of of positive feedback, what, what do you get? You get the criticism. You get the critics who come out of the woodworks. And, and today we're going to talk about that because I've had a lot of people say, well, how do you deal with this much criticism that you're getting? How, how, how can you possibly deal with you being out there in, in the public? How do you create something knowing that it's going to be criticized? And what most of you don't know 
is that Ryan is an absolute Picasso of dealing with criticism. I mean, he has the best responses of anyone that I've ever met when it comes to responding to, oh, to critics. Keep going. <laughs> and so this message or th- this podcast may be for the critics, but it's more for people who create, for people who, who want to embark on creative endeavors knowing full well that you're going to be criticized. So Ryan, I put together a selection here of mean tweets uh, from some people who have seen the the documentary, and I'm going to read some of these, and and so I, I put them in several different categories, and and so I'll, I'll read like so the first category for example is insults. We just had so that's this is the easiest one to start to deal with first. I'll read. There's four different tweets here that are insults from different people, and once I read these four, then I'll let you respond. You you can use your jujitsu response that you that you use. Uh, to really you know, show the critics what's up, right? And so here's the, the first set of, of, of mean tweets. These are the insults that we received about the documentary. Uh, okay, first one, Ryan. I love the scene in your shitty documentary where you were reading your journal in the desert. All right, so that's the... <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, no, no response yet because I know I know you'll you'll tear this person apart with your response. My, the next one is seems very quote minimalist to go to a location on a plane and do a reading of some bullshit. <laughs> all right, next one is uh, um, all right, all right. Uh, next one is at the minimalists. Y'all are the creepiest white people. <laughs> All right, next one is, I got to give it to, hashtag minimalism film. No other film will make you cringe more. A monument to being a complete and utter privileged cuck. I had to look that one up. Apparently, it's uh, a cuck is a person who likes to watch their uh, wife have sex with other people. <laughs> so, oh, I've got the perfect response for these guys. All right, so, so all right, Ryan, here we go. Uh, to these people, because I figured it was easy to respond to the insults first, and then we'll get to the, the more stark criticism. How would you respond to the people who are insulting us? I keep those crickets in my pocket. <laughs> Man, I think that's the perfect response. Well, let's move forward. Now, so we already dealt with the insults now. And now we're going to talk about, here are some tweets about privilege. This documentary being about privilege, right? Okay, so here's the first tweet. This film is about yuppies jumping from one extreme, keeping up with the Joneses, to another extreme, minimalism. It's not good. All right, next one is, at the minimalist probably had a ton of money stacked away when they downsized. <laughs> uh, right. Why do people listen? Uh, I wish we did. Uh, uh, ne- the next one is, watching a documentary on Netflix called Minimalism. It's 100% white people under age 40 with no kids. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. It- yeah, ah, we'll, uh, okay, we'll, sorry, we'll wait for your response because yeah. I know you'll tear them apart with this. <laughs> um, all right, so most – and here's the next one. Most of the people in hashtag minimalism film come across as groovy white male youth pastors. Okay. Uh, Juliet Shore, I think of her as a groovy white male youth pastor. But anyway, uh, next one is at the minimalists. Have you tried being poor? Now, see, I could respond to that and say, well, yes, I grew up very poor, but instead I'm going to wait for you to respond, right, Ryan? Uh, Next one is, uh, this one was kind of funny. 
Hashtag minimalism film. A documentary about privilege. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so we have all these people talking about privilege. Now, I could, Ryan, I, I could very easily respond and say, well, if you think it's 100% white people, that probably is going to offend people like Leo and AJ and, and Patrick and the other people of color or diversity in, in our film. But I'm not going to respond with that. And, and uh, when you could say there's minimalism is jumping from one extreme to another, you could respond by saying, well, minimalism isn't radical. It's actually practical. Or you, you could say, yes, I did grow up very poor on welfare and food stamps. Those could be ways that we could respond to these people, right? But instead, I know you've prepared the perfect response uh, to, to these mean tweeters. Ryan, go ahead. All right, that is quite the response to uh, the mean that round Take of that critics. <laughs> All right, so uh, let, let's go next. Criticism about the hugs in the documentary, <laughs> the hugs, and, and so here here is a mean tweet. Uh, this one just says, "Quote: I'm a hugger." Close quote. Vomit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Sounds like they need a hug. <laughs> That's what what you could respond with, but I know you've prepared a, a more detailed response. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, last one about the hugs, because they're all pretty similar here. Um, which, by the way, we could respond by saying that. It's probably the best feedback we've gotten is, I'm a hugger too. Oh, my God. Like, that's, that's, that, that's the way I, I live. I'm, I'm introducing hugging to my family now. Thank you for that. But we're not going to respond with that. The, the way that we could uh, respond, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Here's, here's the next mean tweet. I'm enjoying hashtag minimalism film, except for when at JFM and at Ryan Nicodemus hug rape on suspecting <laughs> victims. <laughs> That person sounds hugophobic. <laughs> Take a shot for every quote "I'm a hugger" and then die. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's respond to this criticism, right? This seems this seems val- like valid criticism, yeah. valid feedback here. How would you respond to these people? All right, that seems to me like the, the appropriate response. Let's move on. I have two more categories left, Ryan. The next category is about our hair. So here's the criticism about our hair. The first mean tweet is, let's get real. How much do these minimalist guys spend on hair products? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, all right. The next one, I don't know if this is criticism or a compliment. I'll let, I'll let the people decide here. It says, you can't be a minimalist if you get $200 haircuts. And I'd just like to say thank you uh, by saying that <laughs> my haircut is, is a $200 haircut. If it looks $200, well, then... That's amazing. Thank you very much. I'm going to tell Mario he does an awesome job on my hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not Mario the plumber from the video game. No, no, there, no. There's a guy the named Mario. The dude that cuts my hair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, well, how would you respond to these, these criticisms about our hair, Ryan? Mm, let me think. Um, here's what I would say. All right, we'll take that, critics. Uh, last category here, Ryan, is I just called this one random, random criticism. Uh, the first one is uh, these minimalist guys are trying to sell their books about how to get rid of books. <laughs> so meta. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, what, what I could respond with there is obviously we always tell people to minimize our books afterward. You pass them on to someone who would get value from it, but I'll let you respond. I'll, I'll, I'll save my response. I won't respond. I'll let you respond. Here's my, I saved my personal favorite for last. 
This is my favorite mean tweet uh, of the group. This one just says, at the minimalists, man, fuck y'all. <laughs> you can't argue with logic. <laughs> I can only imagine they're sitting there watching a documentary in this like house full of stuff, and they think it's some sort of project. Like we're somewhere judging them for, and, and they, they decide to pick up their phone or some device and send us a tweet that just said, you know, man, fuck y'all. And so, uh, random criticism, Ryan. How would you respond to mm, random criticism? That's a tough one. Let me think for a second. Okay, I got, I got something. Go for it. All right. So what I would tell these guys is. Aha. Well, there we go. That's how we're going to respond to critics. I also wrote an essay that that I'm going to put up on the site. I think this is more for creators than it is for critics. I'm going to read uh, a quick excerpt from this real quick. Uh, This one is just called Dear Critics. (laughs) Judgment is but a mirror that reflects the insecurities of the person who's doing the judging. So, dear critics, as fellow human beings, we love you, even amid your suffering. But you can take your criticism and shove it up your ass. Dear creators. <laughs> <laughs> this I, is going to be. I, I wrote this more for the creators. So, 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 uh, oh, my God. So here, here's the, the, the creators portion here. Dear creators, it's best to continue to create even amid the vitriol. It's okay to accept trusted feedback, but ignore criticism. And I like to make that distinction. I surround myself with people and ask for their feedback and ask for them to challenge me. But I'm not going to ask every person I don't know to challenge me because then I'm going to get a a million bits of contradictory feedback when usually it is often just criticism. So it's okay to accept trusted feedback, but ignore criticism Mm. because the criticism isn't about you anyway. It's about the insecure critic. So let it go suffocate their negativity by not responding. And that's why you hear all the crickets on this episode. The best way to respond is to just not respond. I know we all want to get tied up, and, and, and it's so easy to just dive in and say, well, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what you think? Well, here's what I think about you. And then, Like, you know, F me? No, F you. Right. Like, it's like, well, then you're going you're gonna to look like a... You're, f- you, you, you're you, fueling that fire by doing that. Yes, if, if you hang around fools long enough, you will look like a fool mm. yourself. So suffocate their negativity by not responding. Or, if you must reply, then send your critics a link to this page. And let this short essay speak for you instead. Or you could, of course, do that with, with this podcast. Well, someone criticizes you and calls you stupid, fat, ugly, uh, short, tall, round, whatever, um, calls you a bad writer, a mediocre writer, calls you a, a terrible podcast, whatever it may be, you can send them some over here. Let, let, them do, let, let us do the, the crickets for you, basically. And if our words won't suffice, we'll let Theodore Roosevelt have the last word. And actually, I got this from one of our, our uh, listeners called in uh, at, with response to what we did a criticism episode. Mm-hmm. I think it was episode 33 a while back, just about criticism in general. And uh, we had someone call in after the fact. I don't remember which episode that this was on, but uh, she called in with this quote from Teddy Roosevelt. So mm-hmm. I put it at the bottom of this essay. Uh, here's what Teddy Roosevelt has to say about critics. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust 
and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spins himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who, at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. I think that, that sums up the insecure critic perfectly, Ryan. Mm. Is these are people who don't know victory or defeat, and I know victory because I know defeat. Mm. And, and you know, we've failed a lot. Truth. Everything that we've created is not perfect. But my, th- that actually keeps people from creating. I- if you have this affinity for perfection, then you're not willing to actually put in the work. Instead, I want to be willing to look in the mirror and say, this is the absolute best I could do, given the resources I have. And if I fail, then, then so be it. I'll learn from that so that I can succeed in the future. And yeah, so, I, <clears throat> I just can't wait till, what, you know, all those people that gave us the, the trait criticism Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for to see their documentary. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like Critique I said, it. <laughs> and, and usually the, the criticism, even if it's good, like professional criticism, like, like book critics or, mm-hmm. uh, or movie critics, th- those aren't meant for the creator either. Th- those are meant for the public to, mm-hmm. to then you know, uh, assume whether or not it's worth their time to spend on that creation, right? And so... Yes, I, I will go out on my way now. As I talked about in a previous episode, my, my New Year's non-resolution is, is to resolve to review more. And mm. so I now, whenever I finish a book or finish a movie or go to a restaurant, I will go out of my way to spend six, 60 seconds to rate that place if and only if I had an outstanding experience. Now, that could be outstandingly positive, which it usually is, or if it's truly outsta- outstanding for being negative, like someone spat on my, my sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. First, I had a question why they brought me a sandwich. I would never order a sandwich. <laughs> and then second, why would, you, why would you spit on the sandwich I didn't order? Um, but I, if I have a really bad experience, I'll let other people know that I had a terrible experience or if I had an outstanding experience. Now, if I just had a three-star experience, I'm not going to waste my time uh, rating some of the three stars because someone else, it may just be my own opinion that I, I didn't have. It wasn't, it wasn't remarkable in any way. And if it's not remarkable, then, of course, I am not going to remark on it. Mm. Uh, I, and so will I, will I criticize others from time to time? Yeah, but I'll do so in the interest of the greater good. How can I serve the greater good? And not try to pass a judgment on other people, but realizing that this may help other people. Like it may lead people to a great coffee shop if we are in you know, the middle of Arkansas and we're somewhere. And I'm going to give the this awesome coffee shop a five star review. It'll help someone else passing through mm-hmm. because that's how I get value from things. Often is I'll read the well intentioned reviews, the well thought out reviews, and that is feedback in a way, and it's feedback to a potential audience as opposed to criticism which is often just a reflection of the insecurities of the person who is, is doing that judging. Yeah. All right. You know, I, yeah, I do welcome criticism. I really do. I just ignore like 99.9% of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but sometimes well, like there's... Because I think, I think ultimately, and none of us are perfect, but I think you're good at discerning what is, is well-meaning feedback versus what is 
uh, hateful criticism. Like all the right. stuff I read, those are just mean tweets. People, right. and, There's and, not and by one the way, takeaway from any of that criticism. No, I mean, y'all are the creepiest white. I mean, okay, uh, I don't know what that means. Do you want me to be less white? Yeah. Should I dress up in blackface to, to uh, appease you? No, of course not. I, I, I'm not going to work. Uh, in fact, I think the best way to be a successful creator of something is to, during the creation process, not worry about what other people are going to think about that creation because that's going to stifle your creativity, constantly worrying about the critics. I just like, I just, I just want to quote Jay Z here. Uh huh. See Brutus. No, I'm sorry. See Caesar. See Brutus. See success is like suicide. Suicide. It's a suicide. <laughs> if you succeed, prepare to be crucified. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's Ryan, the truth, I, man. I, I mean, I, if you're not doing anything worthwhile, then, you know, it's, it's, it's a vanilla life. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people are very happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to, well, A, be myself. Yeah. And if I, you know, wasn't that creepy white guy, uh-huh. uh, then I wouldn't, I, I would be someone different. So, A, I want to be myself. And B, like, I don't want to have a vanilla life. Like, I do want to make an impact. And I do want to uh, make people think a little bit and stir the pot in a constructive way, not, not just to be subversive for the sake of it. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's great to hear your criticism, but know if it's trite, uh, yeah, we, we really don't give it any worth at all. Yeah, and, and we're not going to respond. You're not, you're not seeing me getting into the, the Facebook comments, uh, trying to, to set the record straight. And I'll tell you, the, the criticism that drives me the most crazy isn't the one where I feel like, um, oh, they have a point or whatever. It's when someone's just wrong. When someone says, the people in your documentary are 100% white, under 40, with no kids, that just tells me you actually didn't even watch the film. Right, or uh, try, uh, try being poor. They didn't, they didn't even watch the first 20 minutes of it. Right, right. And, and so... So, so what, what I realize is that that criticism is not for me. No. It, it's for them. And, and, and it's going to happen. It's inevitable. You're going to get judged and, and you know, you're going to be successful. I'm you're not going to gonna like n- name names or uh, even hint to how I'm related to this person, whether it's a close relative or a distant friend or whatever. But someone on Facebook sent me a message and they just literally started – they gave me this critique – I'm not even going to say what the critique was, mm-hmm. but they gave me this critique and literally started out with a critique with, I didn't watch your whatever, but, and then considered, like, carried on with their critique. <laughs> and I'm like, I just responded back, hey, thanks for the support. <laughs> like, I, I just, because well, it, su- it was such a weird criticism, especially if you haven't seen the film. I just was like, all right, well, I'm just going to give a weird response because I don't, I don't know how else to react to this. Can you imagine me giving a book review for a book I haven't read? Unbelievable. I'm just going to go in here and rate it one star because uh, I don't like the title. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes. At the end of the day, the best response to mean criticism is to not respond at all. And I think if you, if you start there and you continue to create, then you're going to win at the end of the day because – if you if you if you dive down to that critic's level, that's exactly what they want. And, and if you want your own box of crickets to put in your pocket, just go to theminimalists.com slash crickets. That's not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. Uh, if you have a, a comment or a tip about criticism, how you handle it personally, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, if you have a question for The Minimalists, either way, you can give us a call, 406-219-7839. And uh, let's see if let's... Um, 
Let's add some voicemails right here, Sean. If we have a couple of tips and, and tricks from our listeners, this would be a good place to add them in. Hello, Josh and Ryan. My name is Mandy Bender. I am calling from Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm calling today because I have a great solution for what to do with an old wedding dress, especially if it's kind of outdated and not likely to be worn again. The hospitals in my area have a wonderful program. They have volunteers who take old wedding dresses and make burial gowns for infants. I think this is a great way to honor these children, and I know it is something the families mourning the loss of a child will find value in. Hi, this is Jesse Hazelwood in Austin, Texas, and I was listening to the podcast, and a woman commented about what's next. I've decluttered, and now what's next? And I think that I've experienced some of the anxiety that I heard in her voice about, okay, now now what? And I think that I personally still feel the need to veg out and not work, and but at the same time, I will go and check my email, and now that is a joy to me because I've cleaned it out, and the emails that I'm getting are telling me that I've got a new podcast, or it's my favorite um, shopping site. I really like fashion and researching fashion, and um, but I get to sit down and enjoy that and not worry about, oh, this isn't clean, my house is cluttered, and I need to get up and do something and have that extra layer of anxiety on top, and then also playing my guitar when I'm playing it I'm not worried about all the things that I need to do I can actually sit down and enjoy doing the things that I want and and finding joy in my life all right y'all that's it for this episode if you leave here with one message we hope it's this love people and use things because the opposite never works thanks for listening y'all we'll see you next time Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing that's just feeding your greed Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it Every little thing that you gotta have Every little thing that you gotta have you gotta reach for and you gotta grab oh i bet that you'll be fine without it so tear your eyes away or tear